0: Rockin' and rollin', baby. Don't worry, There's... Maverick's on the way. Maverick's on the way.
1: Maverick's, Mavericks on the way. I'm
0: gonna be, I'm gonna be Tom Kazansky. He's gonna be Maverick. Peter. <laughs> Pete, uh, Pete Mitchell. Pete Mitchell.
1: Pete Mitchell. Yes, yes. I'll, yeah. I wanna be Hollywood. The That's fan. the old one. Yep. Hollywood. Hollywood's the man. <laughs> All right, 9 o'clock. Let's get things going. Hello. Welcome to U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening in. If you have not listened to this show before, uh, Happy Hour Live brings you interviews of some of the biggest names in the U.S. rugby scene. And tonight is no different, it's even better. We have two great ambassadors of the game, uh, USA Rugby, uh, um, uh, Ryan Mattias and, and Dino Waldron are joining us in a few minutes. Also, if you're not already following us, please do so at Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning to get updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby, Major League Rugby, and much, much more. I am Bill Baker uh, of Eagles Overseas, and my co-host tonight, unfortunately, can't make it. He is camping in the West Virginia Mountains with his family, and I I, I permitted him to spend time with his family just for this one show. So uh, don't give him a hard time. It's my fault. Uh, again, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we have you know, two great guests joining us tonight. And as, as I'm chatting a little more, giving more people a little more time to join the room with us, you know, you got to think about these names and Matias and, and, um, and Waldron, you know, these, these two have done, done great stuff for the game. Um, internationally, Major League Rugby, College, you know, these guys started young as well. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but also, we, I want to talk to them about, you know, the future of the game, you know, the future of the game in the United States, how they see it, what we can do to, to get it right down the road, which I think we're on the right path right now. Um, but also, you know, let's have some fun with this. I, I feel like there's some na- I already hit, heard some nicknames going into the show, warming up. So we we're gonna talk about some fun stuff. Um, so let's get it going, guys. Ryan and Dino here. You know, they're walking into this. I'm, I'm I'm painting a picture of this. It's a U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Pub. All right. They're strutting into the place more. I'm not walking in. These two are strutting into the place like they own it. Let's all give a warm welcome to Ryan Mattias and Dino Waldron. Hey, gentlemen.
2: Bill, how you doing? Now, doing, what's
1: going on? Doing great, man. Uh, okay, let's think about this. Which one of you would be the first through the pub door? Like Kind of like an alpha dog kind of thing. Dino.
2: <laughs> Dino, 1,000%. <laughs> no.
0: He's he's dragging me in there. If, if we're in Bucharest, Romania, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, You know, you know, honestly, I want to I want to say thank you um, to both of you for being so awesome and uh, to say hello in person. So welcoming. I mean, you know, we got a chance to say hello in person finally um, after a New England match, even after a tough match for you guys. But it was you mean, you you gave me the time of the day. We we hugged it out for a second, um, had a great chat. You know, that was awesome. I think it says a lot about you. Uh, and in a lot of places as well. And then Ryan, uh, I mean, come on, when we finally met in person after the MLR finals, which, you know, obviously we all know what happened in that match, you were still incredibly warming, even giving me a hard time after I introduced myself. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was like, I was like, dude, uh, don't ever introduce
1: yourself to me ever again. We're way past that. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, right? I, 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 I know. It's like we're, we're still hugging. I'm like, I don't know who actually recognizes me, so come on. <laughs> come on. We're, we're but, far, but, far past that. Yeah, but I got to say, it wasn't as cool as uh, Will Hooley's hug, though. It, it, right after the handshake line, he comes up to me and gives me a hug, and the dude starts crying on my shoulder. Uh, I mean, for perfect reasons <laughs> a very emotional day from him um, and everybody but uh, you know what a great day you know I, I, I'm kind of getting out of order here a little bit but again we're sitting down we're waiting for a pint right now guys Ryan let's let's talk about you know that that game in Chicago just not necessarily the, the finals but just like the presentation that MLR put on for that you know uh, DJ uh, um, you know uh, the DJ before him <laughs> Shaquille o'neal dropping McMurphys Murphy's after whatever else man you, I mean you had to have a good time overall
2: it was a spectacle i mean it was entertaining um and that's what we're here to do you know as as much as i can sit here and talk about how much i you know love rugby for so many different reasons the people the sport itself the things it teaches you um we are an entertainment business and that was entertaining. I mean, the, the, the way it was advertised, I mean, you know, the dog town, the block party, that was a really cool theme that the Chicago Hounds put on. The stadium was fantastic. Mm. The weather was great. You know, you have Shaq playing freaking rap and techno <laughs> music. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting warmed up for the game, and I, had to, I told myself, all right, you get to take a second and look over <laughs> and look at Shaq, and you see him, and he's right there. And then just you know back into back in the into the warm up and into the game but um, yeah I mean and the game itself a one I mean a one point right I mean
3: yeah. how much more yeah, entertaining
2: I mean in the seventy fifth minute whoever's watching that game they're not casually scrolling through on Instagram, they are glued to that thing. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we want, right? We want a competition where games are so close and so tight that it really com- it does come down to the last play because that's what people are going to remember, you know? The people are going to yeah. remember how close that game was and how exciting and, and what they felt with so much on the line. And that's what we need. We need people to get bought in and those types of games are exactly – How we keep fans, you know, in the sport and we gain new fans. And then not to mention, yeah, uh, Dropkick Murphy's, which is a household name in in the music industry, being able to put the bow on the end of it, you know. So yeah, just like
0: you
1: said, absolutely entertaining from start to finish. Yeah, Dino, sorry, I'm assuming you tuned in on on, watched it on T V.
0: So uh I am I was in the midst of a family road trip, so I was Trying to watch via phone while driving a car full of my family back from the Ozarks to Louisiana. But me and Ryan spoke after that match and I go, dude, I go, tough loss, no doubt. I go, but what a game to grow the game. I mean, you couldn't have asked, like Ryan said it perfectly, you couldn't ask for a better Rugby match to be put on national television, primetime TV to be viewed for people all around the U.S. to watch and see. This is the type of atmosphere that rugby is creating. This is the type of out of the seat, nail biting, like toughness, grit, but also tactical things that rugby brings to the table that the, your average viewer wouldn't see. But that game brought all of it, and you know, like you said, the one point, and it comes down to yeah. the seven, you know, 75th the minute. You're watching that game, and you're going oh, this is, this is exciting. You know, it, it was, you know, I mean, a game, a game, a great way to end, you know, the 2023 uh, MLR season to put that going forward to the 2024. You know, I mean, it was a great, a great uh, segue for the years to come for the MLR.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot of it was done so well. I thought the broadcast, was, it was stepped up uh, compared to maybe some of the regular season games. You know, I love seeing a halftime show, which I know the budget's maybe not there yet for uh, general, you know, regular games in the season. But, you know, the, the, even the rugby wrap up people were doing like a whole pregame show for a few hours. Uh, it was just all there. And it was, you know, a little over 10,000 fans, which I think is great. You know, that's that's nothing for you, Ryan, especially after that first game this past season in, in San Diego. <laughs> oh, but, is- yeah.
0: What you guys have? 11,000 fans?
2: 11,470.
0: But who's <laughs> who's <County>? counting? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, no, no big deal. It's all right. You know, the gold mine, we got ours going down there in the south. It's all good. <laughs> all
1: right, right. guys. That's all right, right, guys. Let's not fight. All right. Uh... <laughs> uh, all right. So great game. Had a great time. Um, uh, let's, let's just get into the sad stuff now, okay? You both have announced your retirement uh, from the game. As as players, let's just say that, uh, you, you know, I going to say this. We I mean, both officially retired, obviously. Um, was there an event? And Dean, I'll start with you. Was there an event, or a moment, or maybe a pain, <laughs> an ache in your body that made you come with the or to the conclusion that now is a good time to hang them up?
0: Yeah. So, uh, bodies. You know, you know those. Pain, all that stuff, you know, your injuries will heal mm-hmm. and they'll get better along the way. Obviously, was going to back to what you fully were, but the MLR, uh, professional sports as a whole is—it's a tough juggling act to be a to be a. I'm a father of two, you know. I'm a husband, and those are things that I take—I'm uh, very proud of, and I'm very proud to be. And I, I take those, mm-hmm. or, you know, I take those responsibilities, you know, to the fullest. And you know, I I see how difficult it it was becoming to manage fatherhood, being a husband. And, you know, people always say, well, it's only six months out of the year. I go, it's not. I said, rugby is right. a full-time job. You know, uh, there was a stint in my life, you know, which really kind of sold it for me. Where I do, I was kind of on the way out, was in 2021, my daughter and my wife had to go back to England for nine months. Uh, and I didn't see them for quite a long time. And I lived uh. with them for nine months. And that was a very difficult thing for me to, to juggle And So, for me, that was kind of, you know, me – making the decision you know it's a it's a great job and what the game needs for me to put into it at this point in time in my life I'm not able to offer and give my full self to the game as I am you know a father and I am a husband and you know those things some sometimes they supersede your your jobs and you know rugby is a it's a blessing it's a it's a privilege to do this being a professional Mm -hmm. athlete and sometimes those things you know being like I said it's all good things come to an end sometimes and it was a it was a great great uh time in my life to enjoy it but you know my family and uh that's something i look forward to uh being able to put them more on the front foot now
1: right good ron yourself
0: man uh
2: same thing you just it requires uh and and you know dino and myself are two great examples that we we came through the American rugby system and we had to scrap tooth and nail to get to that level. And we're all in kind of guys. And if we're going to do something, we, we do it with 100 percent of ourselves. So um, when you can't give 100 percent of that anymore and uh, because your family is needing that 100 um, percent, that's – that's when you know it's the time to to move on and could I keep playing physically absolutely could I keep playing mentally absolutely will will I always miss rugby and will it always have a its own special place in my heart um absolutely but just like dino said you know my family needs 100% of me at this time and uh I I, I I couldn't have asked for a, a better timing on this entire thing my wife and I are expecting here in, in about a couple oh, of weeks. Congrats. So it's been a, yeah. it's been a nice uh, nice transition for the season to end, have a bit of lull and then you know start start planning and prepping for the, you know, the next chapter. but um, I, I wouldn't change a thing and I I'm sure sometimes late at night I'll be sitting there. Scrolling through YouTube on some watching old <laughs> rugby games, and then I'll I'll think, well, you know, maybe I'll. But I mean, the reality is, um, uh, to ask anything more from rugby would 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 genuinely just be
3: selfish. Agreed,
2: 100% uh, it's given agree. me. It's 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 really just given me more than I can even sit here and write onto paper, the experiences, the friends, the family. I mean, my wife. I mean, um, I, uh, the connections, these these moments in in my life. I you know almost at a loss for words trying to put it all together but um now it's it's my turn to give back it's my turn to give back to the next generation it's my turn to help the next crop of eagles the next um you know kid to to even learn and find rugby um you know help people fall in love with the sport um in the way that i have because i know what it can do for people's lives
1: you know when i um when i was wrapping up my my career as far as like playing the first side, or whatever, maybe going social. I sat down with a new coach to our, our, my Atlanta club and say, hey, coach, um, uh, just let you know, I'm, I'm retiring. And he just looks at me and says, Bill, um, the good players retire. The rest of us just stop playing. <laughs> wait, wait, are you talking about me? <laughs> okay then. <laughs> so, so what I'm, so basically I kept a kit bag in my trunk for about five years and I used it two or three times. <laughs> so will that be you guys are going to have your kit maybe in your trunk of your car, just in case you see a match somewhere, maybe scab on a team up in Can-Am or somewhere oh. else.
0: <laughs> oh man, I couldn't even think about, it. I could, oh man, just a pair of, just a pair of old 21 studs sitting in the bed of the truck <laughs> ready to get pulled out for a rainy day in a scrum ball fest. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you think,
2: Ryan? You know what? I, for the little bit of knee cartilage that i have oh. left i will use it sparingly so i will pick and choose when those moments are because there's not a hand there's not a whole lot of them so but i i, I definitely will play some rugby at some yeah. point um my dad's still playing so oh, awesome. i gotta figure out a figure out a match that uh myself and my my brother who's in the navy he's actually um in the in the group that's competing at rugby town uh, he's uh uh, well, he's in. The, he's in the group to trial for. Right. Uh, so, pretty proud of him. Excited for him. But, um, yeah, all, all three of us got to get on the pitch.
1: Oh, that'd be great. And,
2: you know, I I got. I definitely got to figure out a time. Maybe in Aspen, Dino here in a, in a year or two. I got to figure out a time to um, mix it up with Dino and in, in in one or two rucks. <laughs>
0: you know, but you said like, see, that would be. So you said something that that resonated with me. I, if my brother, so my little brother. Play, started playing rugby. Got got involved down in San Diego, Mesa College. Uh, started playing tens down there. Ryan, remember Luke, my little brother, Luke. Yep. Oh yeah, so, I know Lukey, Luke. I know so Luke was uh, helping the UNR team. Now, if I could do one game with him, he plays loose head, If I could do one game with me and him on the field, I said that I would. I would mm. do that. If I could play one game with my little brother, I would do that. Or go against my little brother. Either one would be fine with me.
1: <laughs> rolling subs rolling subs not full 40s rolling subs yeah, no
0: not full 40s Get me, I'll do 10 minutes and I'll come
1: off <laughs> Ryan uh, again congrats on your um, upcoming uh, baby uh, how many rugby onesies do you have now and <laughs> and Eagles uh, burp cloths or anything like that <laughs>
2: you know what we've it's 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 a it's a minimum I think we've got like a, a BYU one we got an Arizona one there hasn't been a lot of sports ones that it's we we don't know the gender yet so everyone's uh. keeping it pretty neutral but I'm sure uh I'm sure there's a handful of them coming down the line but we've talked about it and we're definitely gonna you know uh put our put whatever our our child we're gonna put them in all sports we're not we you know we don't want to put the pressure on them just to just to be a rugby player we want to let him let him try and make some money. You know, play, play, play a different sport. Wait, wait! I thought you two were
1: both uh, wealthy from all your years of playing. <laughs> oh, oh, wealthy yeah. with love.
0: Wealthy, yes, wealthy with love, yeah, rich, rich, rich with memories and and a lot of uh, a lot of friendship, Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, just real quick note for the listeners: um, if you'd like to come up here, like to come up here and ask a question of uh, Dino and Ryan, you can do so on the Twitter app on your phone. By requesting the bottom left of the app and we'll get you up here right away to ask your question uh, we were just kind of going all over the place here tonight with these two. if you are listening in on LinkedIn, Facebook, or YouTube, you can leave a question in the chats there or again just jump over here on the Twitter app on the phone and we'll get your question in here as soon as possible uh, you know th- so a serious thing for you to um considering retirement, you know was there something about that idea that scared you
2: uh yeah, I mean rugby's the only thing that I don't want to say the only thing that I had done in my life, but it's how I identified myself. I was a rugby player. I I am a rugby player. It's the only thing I wanted to do with my life, um, you know, be a professional rugby player from the age of 12, 13. Like, that that everything I have Mm -hmm. done and did was to be a professional rugby player and then to play at the highest level and to be an eagle and you know continue to do that so the thought of stepping outside of rugby and no longer no longer doing that i kind of had that realization basically back in 2019 when i was left out of the world cup squad um i was pretty devastated because i had uh You know, I really, truly believed that that's where I was going to be. And once, you know, I saw the writing on the wall and that I wasn't involved in that, I I went, all right, well, who is Ryan Matias outside of being a rugby player? And that's when it actually really hit me that I needed to diversify myself and um i mean i've been coaching rugby since 2011 that's always you know Mm -hmm. i'm not far from rugby any no matter what i do i'm always um quite close to it but uh outside of coaching rugby i wanted to say well i wanted to okay well what am i going to do outside of that rugby sphere so um started my own business um and really tried to grow and learn something completely different right Mm because coaching rugby is you're, you're around the same people. It's the same environment. Yes, you're not playing, but you know, you're talking and about the same things. It's you know, your cleats are on even as a coach and you still had a ball in your hand, you still have a bag. It's, it's all really familiar. Um, and I want to try and challenge myself. So I think, uh, I got really lucky that I had, that I had people in my corner telling me that I needed to diversify myself and, and, and grow.
3: Good.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, similar with Ryan, right? I mean, that was – we were both at San Diego Legion at the same time, and I remember when we both got that same call, and we were at lunch, and uh, what restaurant were we at, Ryan? I was – Luna, Luna Grill. Luna Grill, yeah. Wow. And my wife my, – Luna Luna, 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 Luna Grill. Luna Grill. And Luna my wife yeah. – my, my now wife is with me, was with me there at the time, and I remember we are both just sitting there, and we are both just like – this is, this is you know, you're just like you got stabbed in the heart. And you're like, I've been yeah. working for this for so long and it just doesn't happen. And that's when I first thought about retirement. And then obviously a few things happened. And one of our teammates, Lou Stanfill, uh, you know, had a really long, chat, good chat with him and, and talked about, you know, continuing to play. But looking at rugby now and being retired, I mean, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit scary because it's been my source of income for the past, uh, you know, looking at this now what eight years Mm -hmm. i've been doing it and been and been paid to do it um and you know i i always uh i always knew would come to a time and place and i've like like similar to ryan i've thought about what jobs i could do and what things i'd want to be involved in and um and really you know i have the plumbing background my family my dad Uh, With his plumbing company and whatnot, but uh, really like like Brian said, like challenging yourself because you know I picked up rugby as a as a late guy. I was 21 when I started, and
3: we talked Mm -hmm. about
0: about that before Bill. And you know I was like, all right, like if I can learn rugby and do it, I said I could do something else. I could I could do sales or management, and that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Yeah. I'm in the midst. speedboat salesman. Speedboat, speedboat. salesman, <laughs> <Speedboat>
3: sales,
0: <laughs> oh. you'd crush it. <laughs> oh, speedboat salesman. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, just yeah, might, might be a speedboat salesman. I would be, be a career. I might have to go down, but um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely looked at options and, and and things I've been applying to different jobs and and really trying to get that going for myself and my next career. So it is a bit of a struggle. It is a bit nerve wracking at times because uh, you know, you're you're. You know, especially with two kids and you know, you're trying to yeah. make sure that you're you're getting your foot down the right place. But uh, you know, I got a, hopefully a little bit of time here left, uh, before it really starts getting down to the wire. So but yeah, I mean it is nervous. I mean it is nerve wracking. I mean completely uplifting something you've been doing, you know, that you've been like Ryan said, you've identified yourself with for such a long time and then trying mm. to, you know, re evolve yourself into something different. But again, it's you don't change the core of who you are. You know, you're still Dino, you're still Ryan Mattis, you're still you know you're still that rugby player so many of those qualities and those traits that we've learned through rugby are so transferable into the into the corporate world and that what we do and so it's just being able to align those key things and being able to implement those in certain jobs and certain things across the yeah. different jobs or whatever they are uh to being successful at it so that's kind of where i'm at right now in the midst of my uh of my retirement but yeah it's going good can't complain are,
1: are you guys staying in new orleans
0: uh, well, that is to uh, TBD. I think we do want to get <laughs> back west. Um, my yeah. aunt is actually on this uh, on the call right now, so a lot of my family is uh, back in either California. My little brother is in Nevada, uh, and so family, like I said before, means a lot to me. And you know, having the help of a grandma, having the help of a uh, of an aunt or a grandfather, anyone, yeah. brother, an and uncle. I mean, it means it's so much. Uh, it goes a long way. So when you do that, I mean, doing it just me and my wife here in New Orleans, it's it can be difficult, but uh, mm-hmm. there is it is rewarding. And so we do want to try to end up, uh, maybe eventually go back west. But uh, if a good opportunity comes along here in New Orleans, you know, I think we would uh we would be kind of a little hard decision to make. But um, I think in yeah. the end that uh, we'd probably make whatever the best decision is for the family. <laughs>
1: well is your is your aunt leanne that it's her all right because she she said ask dino about his first experience with rugby at saint mary's with the blisters <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, all right. do tell so, uh, so and it's funny enough uh another uh, brendan O'Meara who coached me at saint mary's a long life friend uh, best friend great dude uh so I'm at St. Mary's and it's my first time ever playing rugby and you know you first put on those leather boots and now <laughs> football cleats are a lot more comfortable to start. They got a lot more cushion into them. I blistered so bad the first two days of rugby training. I had to take them off and I practiced barefoot for like <sighs> the next week and a half i couldn't i couldn't deal i couldn't wear the boots because i'd never worn that type of boot before. my feet were just you know let's say they're a little pampered they were they were soft they weren't they weren't hard they weren't hard yet <laughs> and so uh yeah they blistered that but I, mean, I was barefoot for the first like for the first second eight days of the training camp and i was just dying to go do you know where's your boots i'm like i ain't wearing the damn things no more <laughs> so killing me. <laughs>
1: nice uh, hey just to remind listeners again come up ask a question you can do so in the bottom left of the app uh, on the Twitter mobile app and, and let's uh, ask some questions so uh, both of you was that last New Zealand match what, last year was that both of your last matches international matches? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. hey, so, oh. so... so hey, Ryan, scored, well, a we, Ryan, yeah, scored, say, Ryan scored a try. Yeah, I was going to say, Ryan scored a try. What'd you do, Dino? I played
0: seven minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we, lost, we lost my 100 and... Oh, I what, Ryan, 110?
1: I, I wasn't going to bring that up. Uh, yeah. I was not even going to mention that. I played no. seven
0: minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was... That was... Uh, yeah. Well it's it's tough. Mr. Kirby's laughing. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, Ryan, you speaking of that, that that match, I mean your first career try was against Canada in what, twenty seventeen, I think it was. And then your last try. That is correct. Your last try is your last match against the All Blacks. So um you know, I, I it is hard to take away great things from a match like that, but that is pretty historical for the USA scene at least. So l- let's talk about these moments, uh, Ryan. You know, can you recall moments like that? You know, the first and last big ones that you'll always remember. Not just that try against the All Blacks, but just something throughout your career. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, you know, it's funny is. Uh... I mean, uh, yeah, those those were huge moments and those are like definitely, um, satisfying moments for, you know, for, for eight year old, 10 year old, you know, 14 year old Ryan, the guy Mm -hmm. who would do anything to get in an Eagles Jersey. I mean, all blacks posters on my wall. I mean, to stand there and face that Haka and, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure I can speak for Dino here, even though it wasn't the result that neither of us, either of us wanted. And, you know, for, for Dino, it wasn't the the game time that he had deserved and, him, in my opinion, yeah. um, right. to stand there and face the haka, and you know, st- and and I think, I mean, Dino and I had, have have always been quite frank and matter of fact with each other, and I think in the back of our minds, we both knew that it would that would probably be or could probably be our last game through our choice or other choices right um so i i know that standing there and knowing that and and you know obviously facing the haka, but but hearing the national anthem and standing there wearing an eagles jersey um that was uh incredibly special and it was a moment that you know we both soaked in and we actually both <laughs> did talk after the game and we're both just like I, that's it man i think that's i think wow. that's it I, I think that is going to be it for us in this space. And, um, you know, rugby politics will always be politics. Right. But uh, outside of outside of that, one of my favorite, favorite memories is uh, a su- summertime in the East Coast. Um, it was a June test tour in <laughs> 2017. <laughs> and we're staying at Drew University. And it's just one of these situations where it's like, well, you know, like it, you know, it's not the coaching staff's fault. It's just, it's, it's you know, it's not USA Eagles' fault. It's no one's fault. We're <laughs> staying in these dorms, and, you know, it, it, it I, I look back on it. it's funny. Being in the moment, you're like, man, what kind of bad is this? Like, what, <laughs> wait, what's going on here? Like, this is an international tour, and it was one of those things that it, it really brought us together and galvanized us as a team. And, you know, I wouldn't trade the The experience that we had as a group staying at Drew University, who were lovely hosts, by the way, yeah. um, it made our stay very pleasant and comfortable. Um, but it really brought us together and staying up, staying up late nights, playing video games in the common room. <laughs> it was like we were going to college. I mean, and and boy, that that group that we had. I mean, you know, Cam Dolan, Ben Landry, Chris Bowman. I mean, we had some Tony Lamborn, Todd Clever. Oh, yeah tony lambor i mean we had some characters and if that group went to college together uh, no one would make it no one would make it to the second <laughs> semester that is for dang sure but we had an absolute blast and i'll never i mean john mitchell was just absolutely running us into the <laughs> ground i mean ball and play time was upwards to like four minutes and everyone was dying on these turf fields but it was um, – and I, I'd never trained harder than that in my entire life in East Coast summer in the humidity yeah. on some turf pitches, doing, you know, four minutes ball and play. Stuff was just – people's minds were just exploding. But I had so much fun that summer um, <laughs> at that at, – you know, it was, a, it was two weeks there and we did a week at Kennesaw and then yep. – um, Canada. And then back to San Diego. Yep. Uh, Hamilton. Oh, sorry. Canada for a week and then back to San Diego to tie it off to qualify for the World Cup beating Canada by the largest margin ever most points scored against on Canada Day in San Diego Tony's yeah. retirement i mean like that tour was just an abs- it was a movie oh, i mean it was a story like, it, it was like you, you really you goosebumps dude <laughs> oh man i mean yeah, playing- i mean starting out you know we're playing Ireland Ireland against Red Bull and we're sticking to the game plan and like the first couple minutes we're getting down there like we're running our shape like you got big vita running downtown and <laughs> you got Mikey Tao and a young Ben Sima and it's just like holy crap you look at this team and look at what we're capable of and the game plan that we had at that time with the athletes and, and how it all came to fruition at the end of that summer so um, sorry I've been talking
1: a little <laughs> no bit No worries, here, that's great
2: Yeah, that that group um, with, with John Mitchell and Marty Veal we had Scott Lawrence in there I mean the communication was clear our roles were 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 again crystal clear on what they wanted out of us, what they wanted to do. They empowered us as players. They gave us confidence. They were very straightforward with our feedback and all of and they worked us really hard. Yeah. But they were very honest with us, and that was the, um, in my opinion, my biggest takeaway moving on as a rugby coach is like that's how I want to treat my guys. Yeah, I want to be honest. I want to give them direct feedback, and through all that. Um you create a culture and environment of guys who want to compete, work hard together and, you know, have a freaking great time. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that 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 tour that tour was what I mean, I look back. That was my so I got so we got or when did you you got capped the year before, right, Ryan? On the ARC tour? Or is it the summer? Yeah. No, 2016. Just
2: uh, uh, Chile oh, right. and uh, Brazil. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Brazil again, <laughs> but,
0: uh, anyway, so, then I, so then, so then we went to Romania. I got capped in 2016, and then we went with Mitchell for ARC, right, for 20 uh, 2017. Correct.
2: Seventeen. Yeah.
0: Yep. And then we won. Uh, we won it there in Argentina, and then that mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. summer tour was was just like Ryan said. I mean, that was just. I mean dark days when you talk about training but my gosh like we had a blast like I like I think like Ryan hit the hammer on the nail there I mean it was my it's my favorite rugby tour ever had I mean that it was just it was phenomenal it was so much fun we had a blast with the group of guys we we're going out with and just you know it was like you said you're in you would think to yourself like you said your college dorms and you're doing all this stuff and then all of a sudden you go you go in the common room and we set up this big board of 2v2 nhl nhl which oh. is a video game, <laughs> yes. of and it was 2v2 we cut off we turned off all the rules yeah. no icing no offsides <laughs> and uh fighting
1: it was oh, yeah. oh, so
0: road uh, so it was me and Bowman. In the final against Cam Dolan and Tony Lamborn. and we went bowling. Where we went bowling that we went bowling that trip. We won the bowling tournament. Uh, <laughs> oh man, we had that was a great that was a, a really a really really great. But did you score that in Canada or in San Diego, Ryan? Uh, no, the Ireland no the Ireland game
2: that was it for me. Uh, I didn't play Canada, and then no, I just had some assists in the in the in the at home game. Hmm. Because when was your first try? Uh, oh, it was it was the Canada ARC, uh, 17. Uh, yeah, Canada okay. yeah. ARC.
0: Oh, seventeen. Yeah, Oh, seventeen. Oh, when we were in Canada, Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, that's right, that's right, that's right. Staying, <laughs> Staying oh, at, stay at that at casino, at that casino hotel. Like, what? Wait, gonna, going, walking. Sort of
2: sorcery.
1: Distractions. Like, oh, distractions,
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> we're checking into this hotel. And, like, like we're checking into the hotel, and guys are just walking and getting all wide-eyed. And I'm just like, God, it, guys. come on. Hold on. Hey, I'll be right, right back. I'm going to throw 100 down on black rope. On black Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got these guys talking betting strategies. I was just like, oh, my gosh if this is the banana for this <laughs> tour I'm going to be so pissed but then we actually played really really well and then guys are like we're going to the casino
1: to the game <laughs> nice. Nice. oh
0: that was great yeah Vancouver showed up at the casino everyone just got <laughs> <kinda laughs> like this isn't real <laughs> oh
1: god
2: <laughs> alright hey let's, let's... well some, sometimes sometimes the bus driver accidentally pull and this happens quite often funnily enough the the bus driver pulls up at the wrong hotel <laughs> so it's funny you pull, you, know, you pull up and you know also it's like this like you know, four star hyatt and guys are like
3: oh, oh. <laughs> yes
2: oh this is so exciting all right and then all of a sudden like the bus just like slows down, and then it like keeps accelerating. You're like, oh, and you hear the entire bus go, oh, <laughs> and then like, and then and then it t- goes up, and then turns a corner, and then turns, and then you pull in it like a holiday, and then everyone goes. What about and then the bus stops? What about and the hotel goes, in Romania? Oh, <laughs> that was the unreal. Spa? That bathhouse, the bathhouse, the bath that bathhouse was oh, ridiculous. Man, I can't never seen, never seen anything like it. Never experienced oh, anything like that.
0: that. Was insane. That bathhouse, unbelievable.
1: Dina, wasn't yeah.
0: that? It was underneath.
1: No, that's all okay. good. Dina, wasn't that your the first hotel you stayed in? Wasn't that your first tour?
0: That was with Bowman. Oh, your Bowman. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Chris. I'm not. Me and Chris were going to come to blows, and we hadn't even said <laughs> a word to each other. And I just go into the room at one in the morning, and he's just sitting there snoring. I'm like, oh, he's. I was like. I walk in, he's like, this is your bed. I'm like, okay. All right, you, you <laughs> son of a gun. Snaking myself, and lo and behold, me, me and Bowman ended up becoming good friends. And oh, it was great. I mean, that was a that was my first cap. That was so that was such a treat. And then going back there again in twenty eighteen in the winter mm. for November when oh, I was God. back there with Gary Gold, uh, which was pretty, uh, that was another one. But what uh, Ryan, were you in Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the mushroom soup? nope oh.
3: <laughs> so good
0: so good mushroom biscuits oh, so man. good we stayed at this hotel and there wasn't a lick of English written on the wall it was all in Chinese okay and across the field across the hotel were empty fields and they're telling you no 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 no. We're, like, we're like why can't we go for a walk like, no 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 don't go over there we're like why they go landmines we're like what do you mean you go bombs we're like oh jeez right? <laughs> like,
1: hey, oh yeah serious? no that was
0: like there's a landmine oh. right across the street from the hotel you're just like this is this is insane <laughs> I mean you're playing in a stadium with 60,000 Georgian men all wearing leather jackets smoking Marlboro cigarettes one up <laughs> to the other chain smoking and it's all the looks everyone looks the same I mean it's just it's, it's just... and they weren't and they weren't smiling no no, no, no not no. one smile <laughs> no sir not no, all right
1: that
0: mushroom, very that very
1: mushroom unfriendly uh huh oh, oh. Well, well,
2: well, Dino, you know what I always did. I any hotel that we ever went to, if we were going to be there for the week, as soon as they served something that I really liked, I would afterwards I would go find whoever i felt you know was the head of the horse and i'd say this this was great just keep doing this. this tomorrow this and they're like oh no no not not this tomorrow i'm like okay well this wednesday can we get this on wednesday and then friday again we
0: were, i would always do that we were there for thanksgiving always. and they came out with the turkey and everyone goes that's pigeon that's pigeon
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: that was that oh was,
1: god that was not a turkey. turkey
0: I kid you not it must have been eight inches long <laughs> five, five three it's inches wide so everyone's turkey.
1: going that ain't no turkey boys that ain't turkey, <laughs> that ain't turkey. <laughs> that's, that's Jesus. well you know okay let's let's stay on on, on course here with food and then Ryan Kirby we going to come to you in a minute so hold tight uh, uh, Dino I'm assuming he's related to you, but Lucas Waldron uh, wrote a, a text a message on the LinkedIn stream uh, asking you both of you what your favorite place to visit on the tours and what country had the best food
2: Oh, you know what? And I'm not. I'm not saying this because because my good buddy Diego's just tuned in. Argentina. Hey, I'd I'd well, t- so, sorry, South Ooh. American. South American food. Diego, I'm not trying to disrespect. <laughs> Ar- South American food because um, uh, in Uruguay there's this restaurant by the Aloft Hotel. Yep. Diego, I know you know exactly what I'm talking I about. Know what you're talking about Garcias. Garcia's. It was – that that steakhouse is Ooh. unreal. I don't know if it's a Uruguayan steakhouse or Argentinian steakhouse, Diego, if you just want to kind of clarify that. Um, but the chimichurri there and the steak, the way that it was cooked, I've never had anything else like it. And – um, yes. Shout out to uh, Garcias in Uruguay, Diego. If you could hook me up with a sponsorship, you really, really appreciate on too. that.
3: Um, yeah.
0: Oh man, I think it would have to be Ur- Uruguay for me as well. I mean, when we went down there and the barbecue they had on that grill with all the meat, Ooh. it was just, it was phenomenal. Now, like I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the Georgian food. Like when we went out and had authentic Georgian food, it, I thought it was good. And I really enjoyed that. Like again, I talked about that mushroom soup. It was one of my favorite things I've ever had on tour. Uh, <laughs> but then I, it's tough because then I think about uh, San Sebastian and and me and Bryce Campbell going to a tapas restaurant and just you know paying per per stick. For how much we ate and the next thing I know I look at my plate and I'm going oh god I'm in for this for a lot <laughs> and just, I just got all these toothpicks on my plate I'm going oh this isn't going to be good so I mean I Uruguay the, the, the Uruguayan barbecue the way they did it was unbelievable but then like like just the San Sebastian the tapas and that Basque food was phenomenal as well so I mean it'd be a toss-up between the two but like Oh man, there was. They were both phenomenal places to visit. San Sebastian. I never thought. I never knew it existed as a kid growing up. You know, I was not saying I was sheltered with that, but I think just seeing the world and being able to see and been to as many places that I've been to, again, it's just a blessing in itself. But I mean, experiencing cultures and food that we were able to do mm-hmm. on tour. Again, like when you get the when you get the like when you get to go out like on your Wednesday, your free day off. Yeah. You get to go experience a city, and those were just incredible. Yeah places to go around and and check it out
1: all right so i wish we did commercial breaks here because i'm hungry and i need to go to the fridge but (laughs) (laughs) uh what's a good chance for us to go to our our, one of our first live listeners and he's a a regular on our show we love getting questions from him and uh, you guys might know him as well ryan kirby ryan you there yes sir
2: bill how are you guys doing great man hey first of all ryan dino Congratulations on retirement. You guys really need to have a podcast. Like, I swear to God, (laughs) that is, like, the most entertaining thing I've ever heard tonight. Is someone taking a leak? Yeah. I really really need you guys to do a podcast, please. (laughs) Uh, But, but no, congratulations, guys. Happy retirement. Um, Just a quick question for both of you. So, will you guys ever consider doing like any kind of coaching for like the USA men's or like anything college or major league rugby.
1: I think Ryan, you're set up for that.
2: Yeah. So yeah, um, I will go where I am asked to be. Um, (laughs) I know that there's a lot of people who gave a lot of time. I could, I could sit here and rattle off a list. Salty Thompson, Nuhumi, Tui, Halamaka, Um, Renato Parada, uh, Tim Pappas, uh, Matt Dallow, Rob Hoadley, um, Ray Egan, Zach Test, um, Mm -hmm. Jeff Alley, Lee Thornton, um, Gareth Davies, um, Dom Waring. I mean, all of these guys gave me so much of their time, effort, attention, and energy um, that I wouldn't have achieved what I achieved without them. And I feel it um, – I feel it. that it. it's a responsibility that when someone teaches you something and if, some, if some, something good comes from it, that it's now your responsibility to then pass that knowledge forward. And I also kind of take that torch as being a USA Eagle, right? It's a, it's a privilege. It's an honor. When I was a kid, I met, um, you know, Kevin Swearin and Miles Craigwell – and at the time, uh, Peter Tiberio had, had had been a capped eagle um, that I had that, that was at University of Arizona, and I met him. and And all of these guys gave me some knowledge and, and inspired me. And so I know, you know, when you take that jersey, that responsibility that you now then carry forward, whether you're still in it or, or you know gone from it, you're you'll always be an eagle. And. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have that, I feel that, that, that responsibility that I need to continue to do my part to give back the knowledge that I've occurred. And then some other things i picked up along the way. So, um, so yes, I definitely will be, um, you know, wherever, wherever I am needed to help grow this space in, in American rugby, I'll be there.
1: Nice. Do you know any, any interest in coaching? Huh. <laughs>
0: I think if I can do it, on the side of like whatever I'm doing like again, end of whatever, whatever career I end up going with um, but I feel and I think me and Ryan have talked about this before that where this game and I believe a lot of people agree this is the grassroots so I think college is a huge college and high school are huge uh, a huge place where quality of like coaches are, are needed because these kids you know they they know who Ryan Mattis is, right? They know who the, who these guys are. They know, they know these U.S. equals, these names. And, you know, it, it's, sometimes it, it's great to be able to go back to where, like, how me and Ryan started. Ryan was really grassroots, starting at 12, again, me later in my career. Um, again, I would see myself maybe volunteering collegiately uh, or uh, in the high school realm of things. Um, uh, I don't know about the professional aspect of it it's a very uh competitive uh very competitive uh world up there in the in the professional rugby world um especially in coaching it's also uh very cutthroat um, mm. and it's you know it's a uh it's a light i mean it's it's a life choice you know it's something that again it's it is it's not for the faint of heart like these these coaches give it everything they've got and i know just as Friends of guys who've coached. I know as a person who's been in the office again. I've coached scrums at NOLA goals for the last few seasons. Um, it's it's a lot to dedicate yourself to, and it's again being you know one foot in the door, one foot out. It's, it's very difficult to do. But uh, again, I, I'd li- I like more or less to see myself as a as a volunteer if I could. Again, getting back to more of the grassroots aspect of it. You yeah. know, with the high school and the collegiate. Because again, I think that's where most of this game is continuously growing. It's where it's getting uh, where it does need to develop more and more. Again, getting more USA players, collegiate and high school players on the map and and putting them in the best position possible to be successful in their later years if it's the MLR or, you know, some guy, some kid gets a chance overseas. And that's kind of what I'd want to see myself doing if I were to do coaching.
1: You know, for both of you, um, and and Dino, I guess I'll have you jump in first here. Let's talk about You you both spent some time outside of the country playing rugby uh, before – Um, You became Eagles. Um, You know, Dina with you at London Scottish, uh, BlackRock and Ireland. Um, You know, what, uh, I mean, how much of your career could you maybe contribute back to that time with those teams? You know, was that pretty instrumental in your growth as a player?
0: Oh, man. Uh, So Ireland gave me my first club rugby experience. I mean, you're talking... Ears on the bus you're driving back to, <laughs> the i won't i guess people don't like the, the user firm hazing but it wasn't hazing <laughs> it was more initiations and they weren't gruel or brutal like brutal but you know songs and and really really the these old old time traditions of these clubs which is really fantastic i mean that really yeah. changed my perspective of the game because again like i went to st mary's and you know, I played uh, Tim O'Brien, and again, Brendan Romero's in this chat. He knows, right? I mean, it's you know, you have fun and stuff like that at the collegiate stuff, but again, it's pretty. You know, it's 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 serious, right? I never I never saw the the uh, the club side of of the sport. You know, the social. I guess you could more or less say what people would see as a social part of the sport. You know, guys who play weekend goers, right? Weekend warriors type right. aspects, and uh, man, that just gave me a whole newfound like a different love for the game, right? Because I was like, oh, like, you know, these guys like to go have a lot of fun, you know, and I didn't really, you know, I always thought that, you know, when you do a sport, it's strictly business, strictly business. I was like, oh, there's another side of it, and there's another side of the social aspect and the and the, the camaraderie of a team and stuff, and that was, you know, I look at that, those times in Ireland, and man, they were a blast, but one of the guys who coached up in Toronto, Shane Cahill, he was uh, my coach at, at uh, BlackRock at the time, and my scrum coach and scrumming in Ireland. I mean, you're going against guys that've been doing this for 30 years, and these yeah. guys are mammoths. And then, you know, you learn a lot of those old, those old dark, arts uh, little niche <laughs> things in the scrum. And then, you know, you fast forward a year later, I end up in the championship, and I again, the packs in the championship at the time when I was playing were heavier than the packs in the prem. I mean, you've got guys wow. that you're going up against that were 290, 300 pounds, <laughs> and I'm sitting there all 245 pounds of me going. Well, they're just dig in, <laughs> don't break my neck. <laughs> and you know, I mean, those those things really, I think, shaped my game scrummaging wise, and that's really what helped me out uh, in that sense of it. And then, obviously, like the skills, like I always, me and Ryan talk about, like our first motion when I grab a ball, I want to throw it overhand. I threw, ba- I play baseball, I play, <laughs> you know, football. These guys, they grab a ball and they pass it like it's nothing. Like I could play catch, you know, with my with my dad or my brother with my eyes closed because it's just what we did naturally. Right, I could grab a football or a baseball and throw it, no problem. But a rugby ball, it took me a long time to learn how to pass, both left and right handed. You know, right. so seeing how those guys could just, you know, just on a whim, right? It was just so it became, it was just so easy and organic for them to do so. And so, I guess it really kind of made me hone in more on my skill set and uh that in that regard. But I mean, the biggest takeaway was for sure the scrummaging.
1: Right, Ron, you spent time in New Zealand. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I did a uh, uh, season in Wales, Wales yeah. and then a season, um, like kind of a season and a half in New Zealand. And for me, that was that experience. Um, you know, to, Wales was my first. Same, same as Dino. Wales was my first club rugby <laughs> experience, and all the same things Dino said. You got the, the photos on the wall, and the history, and the songs, yeah. and yes, uh, way too much, way too much beers. <laughs> for me um uh, it was it was that i had never been into a rugby clubhouse
3: before oh, wow.
2: and seen and and it's one of the things that and i know um teams have been you know trying to do it club rugby teams here in the states have been trying to do it for years and um san francisco golden gate was one of those teams that had a clubhouse you had you know you got photos of guys who used to play there you have photos of guys who graduated on and um, you know, I, I know it's difficult for 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 people to get a clubhouse here, get a field, and, and I know guys have been trying to do it for years, and it's an an incre- in, in, in increasingly uphill battle with city parks and stuff like that, but. Um, I, I think I don't know the answer to this but I, I think for rugby in America we need to continue to try and figure out what that looks like for us Yeah. Um, to, to have a place where photos are up on a wall and you know nowadays it's like an Instagram account right <laughs> yeah. but um, I just I just think it's uh, it's so powerful for a kid to to walk in and, and when you see and obviously with these professional teams we have that right but you can walk in the room and you can see Hey, here's a guy who played here 10 years ago, and he's gone, but his photo's still up on the wall. The legacy still lives on. Yeah, um, that to me was extremely moving and extremely powerful. Um, along with having to consume more alcohol than I ever will in my entire life ever again. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it put it put some hair on my chest. It helped me grow up, and it showed me uh, like. You know, Dino said it showed me a different, um, different side of rugby of rich tradition and culture and history that, um, you know, really, really sold me on on that I was I
1: was doing the right thing. I'm in the right game. You know, when I first invited you guys on this, I think I said 30 or 40 minutes, but can I get 10 more minutes out of you guys? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. sure. I'm, I'm, sure. Here. I'm here. Five hours. For you, Bill. <laughs> Dino's, D- Dino's got his forty-four ounce thirst quencher. <laughs> his feet are kicked up. He's got the spitter on the
0: side. Oh, no. Babies are babies are in some sort of playpound. Pal- oh man, i might babies are in some sort of play. Pal- I might have thrown two in for this. I might have done that, but I'm I'm recovering from surgery, so I'm not being I'm not being a degenerate here, That's right? Man. Here. It's my man. All right. Well, you just sounded comfortable. You sounded relaxed. I'm always so relaxed. I Just one would I'm assume. On the, I'm on the I'm on the chat with Big Bill and Ryan Mattius. Ryan Ryan. I am <laughs> in a happy place here. Come on now, my guy.
1: Hey, I'm glad you mentioned that Dino. Um the Lion and Mean Dean. What's going on here?
0: Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Explain yourselves.
0: Uh I
2: what I what I what I mean uh when you uh when you're when you have like a thirty something hour travel day <laughs> and you're rolling into the hotel, it's like stupid o'clock at night. Everyone's delirious and people are just <laughs> talking because you have to stay awake because you want to try and adjust your body clock. And you just things just start getting flown around, flung around. Maybe you're on your third week in uh, in South America and you're just you know you're just throwing things around. Card games, I mean. There's all, there's all sorts of stuff, but I, 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 cu- I couldn't quite put my uh, – I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but maybe Dino has a better answer than that. The mean
0: Dean? <laughs> and the Ryan the Lion? Yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> – I don't know. Nicknames just come out of nowhere. You'll be yeah. sitting there on the pitch, and it's... you'll say, oh, that's a good one, mean Dean, or oh, chill, mean Dean, or, oh, there he is, Brian the uh-huh. Lion. And it's just – I mean, nicknames get creative. I mean, they get created out of nothing. I mean, you just – I mean, some of them are – you know, some of them have some stories to it, but I think just mean Dean and Ryan, the lion just, came up like i said park <laughs> games probably and you know i mean <laughs> butcher yeah you're probably tor- you're probably torching me at torch torching me at rummy <laughs> and then
3: that, that's
2: probably where that came from yeah, he might have what a he game rummy. Had, he might have had a oh rummy we play rummy yeah but it was like it was like it was like cam dolan rummy and it was like the scene from big daddy it was like i win <laughs> like, no matter what you did cam dolan won it's just like wait hold on a second like oh.
3: no that's it was. It was like
2: how is no, that a no, fine? No. Well, you said
0: you didn't say it was a fine, so it, it is a fine. No, find. the best we play. We play this game called Creek, right? It's a game of suits and trumps. And we play with Butcher, Dylan Fawcett, myself, Cam Dolan, Will McGee, and uh, who else would be, and Bryce Campbell would all be in there. And You'd have some just ridiculous things that would happen during this game because if you they call like if you read naked you play the wrong card when it's done you try to trick people off but when it came to rummy Dolan just had these rules and Dolan knew all the rules (laughs) right and so by the end of the game you're sitting there you're looking at your you're looking at your points going how do I have 150 fines Dolan goes I kept track they're like oh did you not (laughs) you really kept track there so I mean old Scram Dolan yeah there he is or Scam Dolan
1: Scam (laughs) Dolan (laughs) <laughs> oh man okay oh, man. nicknames uh, you know guys what what's what's been some of the best nicknames on the squad on the eagle squad uh, or, or some you can this is a uh, family show so be careful
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> remember, remember, remember just... when uh, uh phil greening uh was called we had big nate and little nate and he would always he would, always, he would have that thick thick british accent bro he's just like oh Little Nate go up there. Little Nate does a job, he'd be in the back of this. I'm not that damn little. <laughs> He's like <laughs> He'd be getting so. He'd
2: be so upset. Yeah, that's, he Little Nate. That's probably that's probably one of the last things you want to yeah. do. When You talking about Nate Nate Augsburg. He yeah. That's that's a that's a one way ticket yeah, to was, get uh, Nate Osburgh dropped. Nate
0: oh. is little Little Nate, and then you had Nate uh, Breakley, which is Big Nate. And so you'd always know, called call him Little Nate, and I could just see you'd look at Nate Osburgh. He'd be like, I don't think he likes the name Little Nate too much, boys. But you had remember <laughs> Will, so you had Will McGee Mud Guts yeah, that was Mudgut, mud bootstrapped Bill, Bill, uh, Bill, the, uh, uh, dr, uh, Bill the Drill, uh, Curry Dog,
3: Tony um, Lamborn, Curry Dog. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a good one. You yeah, dog, dog, yeah,
0: dog, dog, and then yeah. you obviously see the butcher, Bobby Dice, Bobby Dice, and Bobby Dice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the butcher, butcher yeah, self, well, Butcher's self, butcher's one of the best. The butcher, yeah, yeah, but that's self, that's self made that. The butcher, self-made.
1: Oh really? You Can't do that. Oh,
0: yeah. oh that's self-made. That's, self made. Self
1: <laughs> that's self against made. the rules. Oh!
0: Uh, Dino! <laughs> uh, okay, so impersonations. Ryan Baddis can do the best impersonations. He can impersonate. No, oh, hey, yes, hey come could. on, man, come the, on. You can do the butcher. You can do them all. <laughs> oh, you can do the best impersonations for uh,
1: us. Oh, we're ready. I'm waiting. Dino know. <laughs> um, oh,
2: it's, it's 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 situational. It's time and place. It's it time is. And it place, is. And I, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be
0: right there in the moment. Right in the yeah. moment. Oh, we <laughs> <some laughs> got some good we got some good coach impersonations on tour. Oh, yeah. Oh, have I some bet. good ones there. So,
1: I bet. Yeah. Um,
0: what was... Uh, yeah, you got Scram Dolan, uh, Scam Dolan. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I think... Me, what was...
2: Who? Who else? Uh, well, Nate Brakely, RoboCop. RoboCop is right. Because <laughs>
0: he, he ran like a robot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. I got to think something for AJ. He, yeah. he seems to run like a robot McGint- as well.
0: McGinty? Oh, gosh.
2: McGinty. Edge.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Mac. Mac Max Max Stallion. Um, yeah. Remember when the video came <laughs> out when he was returning, and they uh, played Return of the Mac, and they cropped his face in for the video. <laughs> yeah, that was oh great. My
1: that gosh. was class. Wow. Oh, I, I, so I America's I uh, did that. I I I have I still have my old college rugby jacket and on the on the arm. It says captain and then my nickname. And uh, my nickname in college was was Bildo, Um for well just say leave it at that yeah and my daughters baggins yes course. and my daughters who were in college now go to the- lord right, of exactly that's, that's what i'm thinking um they see the jacket and they go what is that <laughs> just, don't worry about it <laughs> i used to be proud of i used to be proud of that nickname
0: <laughs> <laughs> many movies ago, darling many moves yes. <laughs> lord lord of the rings yes exactly That's where read book. that was the nickname that blaine scully gave me the winnebago Ah uh, yeah,
1: the Winnebago. Nice. Yeah.
0: He gave me the Winnebago because he said I never got on third gear. <laughs> but 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 the thing about the Winnebago was it stayed loyal. It was faithful and loyal to you. That baby would go. That's it wouldn't right. quit on you. It'd keep going. It was the most consistent that's right. baby. She'd go through. She'd go through the thick of it. The big That's right. Yep, they called it the right. big Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that.
1: All right, so I got a serious question for you guys, or or an opinion I want to get out of you too, okay? Because I'm gonna, I want to bring down. Just we're having too much fun. Um, And I know you're gonna say because you know I'm sure you're you're friends with him, and and I love him as a player, whatever else. mm -hmm. Um, But what are your thoughts on 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 playing with Samoa right now?
2: Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. I think uh, it's tough, right? Because the I think the way the previous coaching staff and him i I don't i think i I don't think it was a in a matter of usa rugby itself Mm -hmm. it may have been um you know again personnel driven at that point and how things had played out at that time you know and then obviously the the ability to play at a world cup yeah that's 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 in. That's incredibly special, and that that's something that um, you know TT has sacrificed a lot, mm-hmm. and he's given a lot to the sport and to the game. And um, you know, as, as 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 difficult as it might be, at the end of the day, man, like I I, I can't fault him uh for needing to provide for his family yeah. and, and representing you know i mean uh, uh, re- providing for his family you know financially but then also representing his family um because he is uh his family is from samoa right you know? i mean he was, right. he was you know raised in the u.s and everything but um having that ability to represent that that nation um where his ancestors are from is incredibly special and i I, obviously, being an Eagles fan and being an Eagle and have played with TT and stuff, it's it's you're like you see it, you're like oh man, like dang, yeah. But at the same time. You know the 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 rules are the rules and uh, as i've always said you know just just like when um in 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 2000 and you know 2019 the it was said that they're only going to select players who are playing in the mlr to the world cup and that didn't happen you know there's no there's no fault to the players in that It's, it's it's the it's organization so um at the end of the day players need to do whatever they can do given the opportunity
0: yeah you know yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fault him for anything. But I mean, he's. I, I think Ryan said it pretty good. I mean, you know, you hadn't seen TT on tour uh, since when? Two thousand and nineteen was the last time he suited up for the USA at the World Cup.
1: World Cup, and yeah.
0: you know, yeah. So I think for him, he made. You know, he's again. I think grown men, grown men make grown men decisions, and you know that's his right. That's his wrong. Right. I don't fault him for anything, he's got to do like Ryan said. You know, you got a an opportunity to not only represent. uh You know yourself and your family and but again play for a nation that you know probably he holds uh dear and true to his heart you know and it comes up that could have been you know it could be his it could be his his dream right that he could have always wanted to play for Samoa, but it just never came until now um right and so uh you know that's i'm happy for the guy um i've played with tt as well played alongside him he's taught me a lot and i'm very happy for him i hope he goes well and hope he has a good world cup and I hope him and his family are ha- happy and healthy.
1: Now, uh, Scott Lawrence was on this um, show a week or two ago. Um, he did say we've got Scotland next year and the possibility of 11 to 13 tests. That's that's a great direction. I mean, have we played 11 in one year in a long time? How long has it been?
0: 2018, probably. Has 19, it been that long? 2000, 2019, probably.
1: I mean, I that's think. the right that's the right direction i mean that's that's the, what we need we need more of these test matches uh, uh so as a union let me ask you guys i mean uh, you're familiar with scott lawrence um are we going in the right direction now
2: 100% yeah I, 100% yeah. 100% yeah. 100% he's uh the the two times that i got to work with scott in 2017 with john mitchell and then in 2018 on an a, uh, apc mm-hmm. tour you know, he he's one of the guys that I would put in one of my highest regards that I've, coaches have ever worked with is because he was honest. He was about his metrics. Um, if you did a job, then then fantastic. If you're you know you, if you're not doing the job, he's going to give you the direct feedback and let you know why you're not playing. Um, but he'll be straightforward with you and honest with you on the feedback and where you stand in his team and as a player. That's really all you can ask for. Um so I I'm, I'm extremely excited really really like genuinely really excited about the direction of the program's moving because Scott's been an eagle he understands mm-hmm. the landscape he understands American players he knows um what our guys are, are are they have to go through to to play at this level to make it at this level and um you know he he understands how valuable each player is and um, like I said, that that direct and honest communication and feedback is is you have someone with the ability to do that guys will follow them to the end of the road they will freaking go to war for that guy they will play out of their skin they will reach another level in their game that 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 wasn't possible if you didn't have a leader like that and i am i know that this that that usa rugby is in the right hands moving in the right direction um with scott at the helm
0: yeah i mean that's that it's perfectly well said but it's also nice to see you know it's an american guy running this you know driving the ship and I think that's yep. a huge thing for us as well. And I think Ryan really hits the hammer on the nail again with talking about a guy who's been through it, who's lived it, who understands it. Um, and Scott, and with his knowledge of the game, is just it's, it's incredible. I mean, he has a, a wealth of knowledge on how to drive it, his idea, his game plan. You know, you saw it when he was at ATL. I mean, look what he did mm-hmm. with ATL for those times he was there. I mean, mm-hmm. they, he has this idea and, you know, he knows how to get there. Right. And, yeah. and he knows how to get there with the troops that he has as well. And I, and I really, I've always, I've always enjoyed when I played with Scott, Sam with Ryan, I had him in 2017 uh, on our tour when we were with John Mitchell and Marty Veal. And I enjoyed my time with him there. And then every time I see him after we played Atlanta, always had great conversation with him. He's a great guy. Uh, and again, I wish him and the USA Eagles nothing but the best going forward. And I think again, like Ryan said, it is the right direction. 11 test matches in a year. That's awesome. I mean, that's, again, for, yeah. the guys that are, yeah. for the guys that are getting ready for it and geared up because that's when we were doing – I, I remember doing that when I was in England, playing my, you know, 25 games for Scottish and then going on my six-week uh, tour for ARC and then jumping on a four-week summer tour, right, and then going back in the season and for another four-game tour in November. So it's a haul. It's long. It's tough. But it's, you know, that's where – you're going to make the most ground getting the guys together as much as possible. And they've always talked about that. I know USA rugby has mentioned that in our group meetings in the past, uh, Mm -hmm. about how we can find a way to get together. But a guy here living in America is an American understands us American players. I think it's the perfect fit and for the perfect timing as well.
1: And, and, and the landscape of the country too. He knows it really well. Yeah. Uh, all right. One more question for you guys. Um, Boxers or briefs? No, no, don't answer that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, legacy question, okay? Um, uh, Dino, since you just finished, I'll go to you first. Uh, you know, how do you want fans and teammates to to remember you by?
0: Uh, well, teammates, I'd want them to remember you by is just a guy who who gave it all for them. Just a good, gu- uh, just a good teammate, right? Yeah. Someone that you could ask, lean on, what what rug- rugby related or not, right? Um, if you need something outside of the game, I'd be willing to help you out. You know, teammate or not um and for fans uh, approachable someone that was always willing to talk to you and and give you the time of day and 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 be a part of the community in some way shape or form because again I think that's the really valuable aspect that rugby adds to the American game, to American culture is that we're not really separated like, like most of the professional athletes are here in America. You know, we're very much in, intertwined in our communities, you know, with community outreaches and, and being really close with our fans and finding a way to integrate to those cities and in those in those communities uh, around us. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd like for those fans to think that is me. And then, again, for my own personally thing is just a good father and a good husband per usual Dino just took the words
3: (laughs) I
2: I mean it's it's this is why Dino and I've always gotten along so well Um, Dino's got a you know he's got a huge heart he's genuine Um, he gives his his time and his self to any given situation to anybody you know, Dino treat, you know, the, the guy at the gas station, the same way he'd treat, you know, a sponsor or a a CEO, you know, and I think that goes a really, really long way. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen I've seen Dino and through thick and through thin, and you know many countries and late nights and early mornings, and he's the same person. And uh, I, I just I, I hope to as well, you know, be, be as genuine as that. You know, Dino's a guy who's always inspired me, but um, to have a positive attitude and to work work as hard as he does, and that's what I I hope um, the impression that I left is that I gave everything um, that I could. Uh, with every opportunity that I had, and that I never um, left anyone, uh, you know, unread or unseen or unspoken to, or didn't leave a, a hand unshook or a jersey unsigned. I, I, I definitely, genuinely, and, and thought about all of those moments and tried to give myself to those moments and tried not try to always remember I was once that kid in that stadium. And I was once asking for, for something to be signed or a handshake or trying to, you know, Hey, can I get a sock? Can I get your, you know, can I get your sweatband? Can I get a, you know, um, but I, uh, I, I hope that they also know that that I'm I'm not done giving back to rugby. I have a lot more to give, and I'm gonna continue to do what I can to to give back. Uh,
0: you're a good man, Ryan. You're gonna make a good dad, brother. You're make a great dad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks, man. Thank hey, hey, Ryan, Dino, man, this has been a lot of fun. I I, assume I, I, we could go another two hours probably, but uh, it's getting past my bedtime. Uh, <laughs> but, man, it's been a blast, guys. Thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about just everything we did the last hour, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. Our pleasure. And shout out to Dave Hodges. Love you, Hodgie. Love you, Haji, <laughs>
3: um,
2: and 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 thank you, and thank you, Bill, again for uh, for what you're doing for us for for the game for the sport. Um, pleasure giving guys the opportunity to, uh, you know, show, show a different side of themselves that, you know, people may never see, but also share these stories that are yeah. so important about rugby. And this is what makes us so much different from the other sports. And um, I always tell you this, man, anytime you need anything from me, you got my number, just give me a call. Cause I, I appreciate what you're doing for this sport and for American
1: rugby. Thanks, man. Can I get a sock? Just kidding.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can have a hole. You can have a
2: whole. Have a
1: whole thing. oh, <laughs> Things man, are getting cleared
2: good. out. The rugby gear is getting consolidated. Oh, yeah. And it is getting, it is, it is uh, don't, made, don't you get know, got to make room for don't the, give baby me the ball stuff.
0: Because your kids may want to hold on to it one day. That's what my wife made me do. I got a whole, uh-huh. you, that's what I keep dude, doing. I, my wife is like, because I, I have the jersey. She's like, oh, like, she's like, hold on. She goes, our kids may want them. I'm like, all right. So I got my <laughs> so suit of jerseys. I'm just like, all right, whatever, hold on to them. But yeah, Bill, same thing, man. I mean, appreciate you always. You know, Thank thinking you. of me and, and, you know, giving me a chance to speak and on your platform. It's been great. And over the years, talking to you about the game growing and, you know, you're doing your part on the growing this game in other ways that, you know, some people aren't doing it and you do it by the right way. And I've always enjoyed listening to your uh, listening to your uh, podcast and your talk. It's man. been great, man. So I appreciate you. And again, like Ryan said, you got my number. Anytime yep. you can give me a hoot and a holler.
1: All right, guys. Thank you so much. Love you, man. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get in touch again soon. Cheers. Cheers! Thank you, thank right, you. Boys. Cheers, guys. Good night. Cheers, Good night. everyone else listening. Thank you so much for tuning in for this last hour. Or so, if you're tuning into the podcast again, thank you so much for doing that. Go ahead and give it a follow, a like, a review, all that fun stuff. Thanks again, and uh, we'll tune in again next week or the week after. We'll come back with a couple of awesome guests again. Good night, everybody.